Boom. And Birdo. This is Rebooted with Wake Up Perspective talk show live on Kingdom Purpose TV and radio, where we approach New Testament via the lens of the ancient Hebrew perspective of the scriptures, as well as highlight how Jesus fulfilled the scriptures by reliving the narrative of the biblical characters step by step in the person of his father. All verified by our pragmatic and experimental research carried out under the Zane K. Kitura International Institute of Pneumatology. We are streaming live from the Trinidad Republic of Trinidad and Tobago in the Caribbean West Indies, where we have some white sands, some hot sun, and the cool island breeze. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I just want to actually, we just want to take an, an opportunity just to shout out Kingdom Purpose TV and Radio for the awesome platform. It's been uh, an awesome experience working with Kingdom Purpose TV and Radio. And to every one of the listeners joining us from the Kingdom Purpose TV and Radio platform, and we are currently also simultaneously streaming this segment live on our YouTube channel. That is ZKI International Institute of Pneumatology. If, as we are proceeding here, you would like to pretty much interface with us or ask us questions, please feel free to go to our YouTube channel. That is ZKI International Institute of, Institute of Pneumatology. Or you can find us on Facebook at Zane K. Kitura International Institute of Pneumatology. Or if that name is a little bit too long for you, go to Life Mindset Mentors. <laughs> <laughs> right? We're streaming live in our Facebook community. That's Life Mindset Mentors. Go right across on Facebook. Don't waste time look for life mindset mentors and join the community and you can inter interface with our live streaming there on in in our facebook group all right i am your host zainel fuego the christ pneumatologist and co-hosting with me of course is the lovely i am lady katura i call myself a christ mentor it's always awesome, Zane, when we have the opportunity to share with our listeners the perspective of rabbi yeshua now, not many mm. people understand this, but once you come into the understanding of Rabbi Yeshua's perspective, which is commonly known in, in the Western world as Jesus Christ's perspective and the life, the lens through which he saw life and the disciples, that is actually tapping into a different life on a whole for you yourself. Because what, what is not very known is that we may have laid foundations for living, throughout our life and these foundations may have been false or built on things that are not objective and so we would have built a false identity so we look forward to sharing with you all on this perspective on this episode and this platform so that we can open up a new realm of possibilities as sons of god for each and every one of our listeners so we're actually going to touch on a really interesting topic here today it is a topic that all of us, at least most of us, with those with integrity in your hearts, hmm. would really want the understanding of heaven. There's a lot of talk as to what heaven is like, what it could be, and oh. if your perspective <laughs> if your perspective on heaven is false, then you may be laboring to experience or to to to, to reach heaven. And there missing is. out on what heaven really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
um i just actually want to take one more just just an inter in, just to interject there for those of you who may be on facebook also you can also look for zane pay and join my facebook profile and you'll be able to access his live live on my on my facebook on my facebook on my page facebook timeline that's what i'm looking for timeline awesome <laughs> yeah so yes so, defi oh. definitely the whole idea of of heaven and i like I, I like how you actually put that um that if you are if your definition for those of you who who were listening to us in our segment last week particularly last week if you as i asked the question that if are you having a if your life your life experience is not what the bible refers to as the gifts of the spirit sorry the fruits of the spirit not the gifts of the spirit but the fruit of the spirit if your life experience is not the fruit of the spirit then i encourage the list i encourage everyone last week to to consider it's very possible that your definition of god and your definition of the bible may not be what it's supposed to be it could be a disadvantageous mm -hmm. definition in the same way just as Keturah just as Keturah just mentioned if your definition of heaven is not very accurate you could be missing out on a lot right yeah. you could be actually making this something that is futuristic for you instead of actually experiencing what it is really meant to be for you yeah so exactly. so, so, so um let's actually start off today with really pretty much identifying what is really understood as heaven so before we actually jump into the scriptures to really show you what it is in scriptures because the scriptures mm -hmm. are very accurate very 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 specific with what heaven is but yeah. only through the pretty much pretty much only through the lens of the ancient Hebrews. Not in what not necessarily through our modern westernized perspective of what this is. So Katura, yes. what was before you really learned what heaven was? Or sorry, what heaven is, not heaven was, but what heaven is. Mm -hmm. What was your perspective of heaven before? Now, my perspective of heaven came pretty much from the common understanding of heaven in the westernized world, where that is a realm where everything, there's, there's a realm that exists far beyond the universe, and we can't identify geographically where, to be precise, but it's pretty much a realm from what I have been taught and, and in an atmosphere where everything, there's no sickness, there's no disease, no death, it's at peace. Angels are there, they're singing heavenly music with trumpets. The full works, like a full opera. <laughs> right, right, right. And <laughs> yeah, on the streets yeah, we are made real, with gold. <laughs> and the buildings are made, um, the, the structure of the place is pretty much gold. And in there, there is joy, happiness, and peace. I have also, with with that understanding, I'm just giving an, an, an idea as to what it looked like based on what I was, um, the knowledge I've always passed on to me. They're also, not only is it looking so glorious, the atmosphere in heaven from what I was taught is one of love. There's no crime. Some of the things that we have to deal with here in the earth realm so to speak mm. so things like crime and corruption 
um, sicknesses and diseases I mentioned, and everything is bliss like it's just beautiful. Right, right. What what also came with that understanding of heaven is that you can go there when you die, which is what I didn't quite get. And I started to after I did a critical thinking course, it made me start to look at life really different, and I started to analyze this thing like. Why is it that I can only get there after death? Hmm. Then it makes being alive a curse because then right, now you right. have to experience death to reach there, and it hmm. makes God now like um, just logically speaking, it paints a picture of God that is not very kind and loving. If if his sons and daughters have to die to reach to a particular location, why can't we just go there in the first place? That's how I started to think about this thing. Right, right. Based on what I was taught. I mean, what about you? What um, what have you been taught, or what are some of the perspectives that you have heard that pretty much describes what heaven is like? So before I actually learned what heaven is like, and for those of you who are actually um listening in to this. We encourage you to actually ask yourself the question here. Um, is what Ketura just explained your current version of what heaven is? All right. If you'd like to actually respond to us, as I mentioned, you can go to our YouTube channel, ZKI, International Institute of Pneumatology, or just look for me on Facebook, Zane Pear, Z-A-N-E-P-I-E-R-R-E, Zane Pear, and I'm streaming live on my Facebook timeline. Right, just um, and this is just to give you the opportunity to share. Is what Ketura mentioned what you had been taught? Does that sound familiar to you? Mm. Right, for for me in particular, um, my our perspective, well, my perspective is also very similar. Even though, to be honest, and especially in retrospect, I can't say that prior to my to the research that had that had that 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 um that i got into that i i could say that i was very clear as to what heaven was um i do know that it was something that was that that, that was taught as an afterlife experience uh-huh. and that god was somewhere out in the in the heavenly realm somewhere in the clouds and for a long time i've been taught we have been taught that that he was actually out there, and he seated, he seated, and Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. And when we pray, we pray to God in heaven, right? which which was taken in the Westernized perspective of what we were taught. The Our Father prayer was Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Yeah, so true. Right. Um, one of the things that actually came with that, when I, I remember when having. You know, consider that it's like when I first learned that men went to the moon, that people were actually that, that NASA launched shuttles to the moon. Then, naturally, mm-hmm. in my mindset before, the natu- naturally the question came okay, so if God is seated in the heavens and there's nothing above God, and NASA sent a shuttle to the moon, then my next question was, did the people on the shuttle pass God? On, on the way out. <laughs> oh my! No, no, that might sound yeah, funny, but that was a serious question. Sounds funny. Yes, it does. <laughs> that was a serious question, a serious for of question for serious contemplation. Mm-hmm. So then, my 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 knowledge, my um my my perspective changed, 
I hear any dogs in the background there, but yeah, they're busy. Oh, I just want my dogs, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, one of the things that led to a, a change of perspective is when I actually began to, um, for those of you who, who may have heard my story, in before I, before I dove into this research, I was always studying throughout my, throughout my life to try to understand more of things because I pretty much watched at the Bible as, as as a book that didn't that was not limited to one scope of information, but there were many different things mentioned in the Bible, even astronomy. And so when I started to when I when I got into study to 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 the to the, to the study of astronomy, in an attempt to really understand like the astronomical references, this is before all of before the birth of the institute and, and all of that. Studying that in particular, and I began to understand what the universe was like, how much suns, the 60 sextillion suns, and the amount of planets that we have that is actually around these suns, and this, and um, and how vast the universe is. Then naturally, I had to revisit the whole perspective of God is in the heavens, and mm-hmm. then begin to look at heaven. So I remember I progressed from that to really look at, well, possibly. Heaven has levels, and levels, God is at the, okay. and God is at the top of the universe, seated at the top of the universe. And so I was, I, I had the the notion that he had to be seated at the top of the universe, looking down, and Earth was just a speck to him. And yes. so his 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 angels would actually come down through the universe and come into Earth. Now, I can relate might, to sharing that at some point. This 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 may sound funny, but it's all trying to make sense of what heaven was all right um but but for me it was actually the area the place that you would go according to what i had been taught what was common to me and what i'd commonly heard it was the place that you would go when you die and so if you live a good life if you live holy and you did what you were supposed to do and you had a good relationship with god then jesus would come and take you and go and take you to heaven and you go mm-hmm. and live there. Yeah, that sounds yeah. very familiar. I remember endeavoring my best as a teen with the knowledge that I had then to not find myself in compromising positions where I would die and then, you know, be in doubt as to whether or not I did have a seat secured in heaven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it, was, it was a very scary experience with the information that I had then to to live because of the uncertainties that came with all the unanswered questions that we that i've had and so yep. as what you're saying there's very relatable and it, um this is this is really a good topic here today because prior to prior to what i just articulated there i never really took the time to articulate what what heaven was like before to before just a while ago where i pretty much took that sent that 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 picture and uh, and put it into words but uh, i'd been taught though that um that god will interface with you uh, through his angels and so we would we would actually interface with god's angels or god's angels will protect us whilst whilst we are on earth and we would actually have to live our lives here and then die and go back to where heaven was or heaven or what back then it was where heaven is and so when i thought about god you know it 
what happened with that perspective on and this is and that's just what what i was taught now when i just divulge into the effects that that had on on my on on my psyche and and what and how i and um my experience uh-huh. and what if that the effect that that had is that that perspective actually always made god f- um seem far from me i would always pray and the subconscious the subconscious awareness was that um god was at this distance and i also felt that sometimes i'd pray and when i'm praying that hey god is hearing you but he's hearing you from afar and it literally felt as though sometimes you want you want to talk to God or tell him something, some tell him something. I need help right now, and oh, he yeah. sends he sends smoke signals, right? And he sends smoke signals, and you had to watch the smoke signals, and um, look out for the smoke signals. And he would really get involved only when something gets serious. But wow. outside of that, God was like somewhere in a dis- in a distance, like 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 in a different country, but. Because of my knowledge of astronomy, I started, to, well, I started to reason this group. Then he had to be pop at, at, at the top of all of this. <laughs> but where is the yeah. top of all of this? Like, where is that located? What? How? How? How does the angels move from there to here? Do they travel by thought? Are they traveling by the speed of light? But if if uh-huh. if, if it is the speed of light, and light and light travels at literally six six million miles a second. According to the astronomical measurement, it, it travels six million, six million, six million, six million um, physical miles a second. Then, and we have we have astronomical happenings that we see four and five hundred years later. Then the angels can cannot be traveling at the speed of light through the universe because it will mean that when they when when they leave heaven, then the arrival here should be a thousand years later if depending on the distance of heaven from earth wow talk All... about measurements and calculations boy <laughs> well, you're, you're looking for the truth right <laughs> <laughs> general einstein here on us <laughs> no you're looking for the truth you want to find out okay well if if, if light was at that distance then then something mm-hmm. wrong with the equation because if god is and we're doing all of this and we know, we never really question how or see how that relates to God being um God being omnipresent. What does that mean? Yeah. And so naturally, unwittingly, what you're doing is separating God from the whole concept of being omnipresent and then put him in, in a particular location and he's and he's communicating you from a particular distance. And that when you die, well. then you go then you go to the afterlife, which is very much contradictory to the whole idea of God being omnipresent, right? Yes, yes. Those are some really good perspectives. I mean, questions to trigger thoughts. I just want to yeah. chime in on what you're saying too and say some mm. of the, um, I'm, I'm also share that some of the ideas of heaven that we have, because it's commonly known that heaven is God's dwelling place, right? Right. And if God's dwelling place is away from us, I can't see how, how that works with us in the sense true. that and then we talk about you know crisis in us and all these different things so it's like well you know where's everybody seated Where, where's that seat you know heaven is in the true ones and all these things it has a lot of um unanswered it leaves a lot of unanswered questions yeah, on that right. topic and then yeah, well, another uh-huh. 
Another perspective that has come with heaven is that if God's dwelling place is there, then it means that we can't experience the magnificence of his pres of his presence here. Right, right. Exactly. Which makes it kind of like a place where there's a lot of torment and you know yeah, not a very I, pleasant I, planet. <laughs> you have no idea I mean, and, and you have no idea how I actually sit down and, and, and try to reason this thing away. Where I was looking at that and measuring how much how much is a light here and sometimes things takes um hundreds of light years or thousands of light years how long it taking to actually reach across to earth and then i came up with the theory well if that is the case and god is not actually taking a thousand or or or, or ten thousand years to move from because some things happen in the in the outside in space and because of its distance sometimes the light does not reach earth for hundreds and thousands of years hmm. right you don't really see it it took place it took place hundreds of thousands of years ago or sometimes yeah, hundreds of years ago or, or possibly thousands of years ago. And so with that calculation I sat down there and I started to and I'm just being transparent here. I sat uh -huh. down in that in that in that at that point in time and sat down and thought, okay, well probably then this is an alternate reality where all of this has happened already and the angels left before. And if the angels left before, then they're here because they left in the previous reality. And this is just a mirror reflection of what has already taken place. I sit down there and try to, try to pull that apart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not pulling that apart to try to, to understand it, but try to actually make sense of it. Yes, and that's what happens when we don't have um, anybody who is trying to deal with, um, uh, pretty much bring something into light. And at that time, you didn't have anything objective to work with. It's easy yeah. to start now going in all these different directions right 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 and so that there in particular led to naturally a lot of quandaries mm -hmm. and a lot of trying to really understand what this is and how does this work right and within the last when we actually when i began the research in particular that gave birth to the institute then the whole shift here was really that um was really that the the entire predicament or the 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 the, the, the entire predicament or the, or the entire conundrum that we have been facing is that the concepts of the bible in its in 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 its um in its respective thought heritage is actually a different philosophy of language that is working and so the concepts are actually different from what we are familiar with. And so we're reading it and it doesn't really make sense to us. Mm -hmm. So how about we go on a little break here? We have everybody in suspense here. <laughs> yes. Right, we, we go on a little break and when we come back, let's take a look at what the Bible says heaven is. This is Reboot Your Biblical Perspective talk show on Kingdom Purpose TV and Radio, where we approach the New Testament via the lens of the ancient Hebrew perspective of the scriptures, verified by our pragmatic and experimental research on the St. Kekitura International Institute of Pneumatology. 
Be sure to follow this talk show as well as many other dynamic talk shows on Kingdom Purpose TV and radio at www.kingdompurposetv.com forward slash kingdom dash purpose dash radio. You can also find content by Zane and Ketura on YouTube, ZKI, International Institute of Pneumatology. Be sure to subscribe and hit the bell. Or follow us and subscribe at www.internationalinstituteofpneumatology.com. You can also find their books on Amazon.com. Search for author R.C. Pierre and check out The Alchemy of the Sons of God and You Are Elohim, among others. Okay, so we are back. So the first half of this segment, we dedicated it pretty much to sharing what our both perspectives were of heaven and in the days where we struggled to grasp what objectively heaven is in the scriptures and in the oh Bible. My, how, oh my, how we struggled. We struggled. I <laughs> struggled. I just didn't struggle. I struggled. <laughs> <laughs> you struggled and I was sincerely terrified because... I was working so hard to get to a place that I really didn't know if I would make it. That can be a bit traumatizing. So I think now it's time to unfold, Zane. What is Rabbi Yeshua's perspective or Jesus Christ's understanding of what is heaven and what you have found or rediscovered in the scriptures as the intro of the podcast indicated? So... The first thing I would actually like to, to put out on the table here is that our westernized perspective of heaven is very much is very much formulated outside of the paradigm of the Bible. What we do know in the Bible in particular, and if you do us if you if you you don't have to take anything that I'm saying here for, for granted, but I encourage you to actually go and check it. Don't take my word for it, but go and check it out yourself. If you if you if you look at actually the context of um the context of heaven and the Bible, it is it is actually tied. Wait for it. The man drum roll. <laughs> I, can't, I can't roll my tongue so fast, but yeah. Yeah, it's actually tied to the Garden of Eden. Right? right? The Garden of the Garden of Eden in particular is the template in the Bible for heaven. Right? Which and if you if you look at the old the Old Testament paradigm of the biblical characters like Abraham, um, even, even, um, even Lot, and the prophets in particular, they consistently are searching for. Uh, they don't use heaven in the same way that the, we have been using it in the context of heaven or the context of heaven in the Old Testament being a garden. You notice that they are actually pursuing Eden again. Yes, we see that with, um, there's a story too, I think it's Abraham, as you mentioned just a lot. Right. I was reading that just last night, where they would so, look for the way the land as well, watered it pretty much exactly, for us. Exactly, exactly. So, like, for example, that same that same incident that they're referring to there, mm-hmm. there is a reference to the Garden of Eden, uh, when when 
Abraham and Lot decided that they actually wanted to part from each other. They, you'll notice that Lot looks across the plains and he saw the area that was well watered. And he said it was, and it's actually made a mixture front to the fact that it was well watered, like, like Eden. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, you notice that when wherever Abraham went, Abraham actually goes to a place where there are lots of trees. Uh, when even when Abraham when 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 God spoke to Abraham and Abraham left, it said that he was looking for that place. Right? And you also see amongst the children of Israel when they were when they were moved from Egypt by the guidance of Moses, by the leadership of Moses to the promised land, the promised land was actually a form and uh, another way of referring to them actually moving from where they are to go to the promised land and the whole idea was structured on Eden. Yeah. And these guys now still still looking for Eden. I mean um a lot of people are still on this search to find Eden. <laughs> you know what the end is. Now they were looking for it then I'm saying no. That pursuit they're still on it. Right. And so um what you what what we see even in the New Testament is that Jesus actually speaks about the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus makes a very, very important point when he says the kingdom of heaven is in the king the kingdom of God is in you. And he, and he parallels out the kingdom of heaven, right? And Jesus' references to, the, to, to heaven involves elements of the Garden of Eden. For example, when he says that he who believes in me. You know, he says the kingdom of God is in you, but he also says that he, he who believes in me. Out of his belly will flow rivers of living waters. And he's actually referring to the, the whole context of, 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 of heaven, Right? He's actually referring to that same context, and he's actually also showing that everything that he's actually making reference to is in the whole context of the Garden of Eden. Everything that he's making, he's referencing, referencing himself to is to the pre-fallen man prior, sorry, or to the man who, when I say pre-fallen man, he's referring to man, Yahweh Elohim, as man in, in the Garden prior to the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Okay. Right. And no, there's some... what you're saying to to um to the template being Eden. Sorry, the, to go back into the Garden of Eden in the beginning to understand what takes place after. Uh, we have been taught to pretty much read the Bible as Eden being a sorry the beginning, the creation as being a narrative that tells us about the cosmos. I was trying to find my thoughts there. Right. <laughs> and so, because we see that, we look at it through that lens and we miss the picture. So I'm really excited to hear what you have to say. I shan't disturb anymore. Well, even as you actually look at the whole paradigm of heaven at the end of Revelation also, Revelation 20 and 21, again, I encourage our listeners to go read it up for yourself. You go to Revelation 20 and 21 and you see the new heaven in you, which is actually in a reference to heaven again you see that that is actually the just as the garden of Eden was referred to as the garden of god and the garden of, of of the lord or the garden of elohim and the garden of yahweh you see that the city of of, of the new jerusalem is made reference to the garden of eden where they where for example um not many people are aware of the fact that even when moses rebuilt the temple rebuilt it so not not rebuilt but when, no, no, when Moses built or, or constructed the tabernacle, the tabernacle in and of itself was actually a 
somewhat of a port, um, a, 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 a mobile version of the Garden of Eden. And when it actually became a fixed structure in Jerusalem, very in our Westernized culture, West, uh, Westernized, the Christian, Westernized Christian perspective doesn't really is not aware of the fact that the that the temple was a physical model of the Garden of Eden, and Jerusalem itself a physical model of Eden. Which means even in that construct, they didn't look for heaven as a place in the afterlife or elsewhere. The entire physical construct was actually a mirroring of the Garden of Eden. And when we look at, and so when it is, it is in that context that they make reference to Revelation 20, 21, in particular make reference to the new heaven and new earth as the new Jerusalem is actually taking over um borrowing from the physical model of what the garden of Eden looked like with the, with the temple in, in with, with, with the the temple and jerusalem being the garden and in in eden and so it borrows that and you see if you continue to read you see how that city in particular is demonstrated with the trees of life and the living waters again present so are you saying that if we understand the Garden of Eden narrative, then we can understand what the New Jerusalem is, and then we can understand what it means when um, the Kingdom of Heaven, when Jesus said the Kingdom of Heaven is in you? Right. So get this, and this is where we're going to point out now what Heaven is exactly. Mm -hmm. Let's take a look at Romans chapter 14, 17. The Apostle Paul makes a very interesting reference. Now, Jesus says the kingdom of God is in you, right? Yes. But he, so let's look at what the, what, what the Apostle Paul says. He says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So Jesus said the kingdom of God is in you. And Paul says the spirit is in you. So what you're looking at here is the kingdom of God is used here as a parallel for the Holy Spirit. I was about to, I, yeah, I just noticed that. So it's right. one and the same, pretty much. Another it's way one, of saying the same thing. Is one of is one and the same. Let's look at also First Corinthians chapter four verse twenty. First Corinthians four twenty says, "For the kingdom of God is not matter not a matter of talk, but of power." But isn't the Holy Spirit the spirit of power? Yes. So therefore, again, kingdom of God, power, spirit of power. See what I'm saying here? Mm -hmm. So once, right. so you're saying that our our English interpretation of reading the Bible. When I say English, when we read this in a, the way we would read the English language, mm -hmm. is pretty much not what the authors were indicating. Which means that we're reading these things that, that are parallels and missing the point because we're looking yep. at it through our con literary construct. Well, yes. But it even you, I can actually even add a layer on top of what you just said. Please feel because, free. Because we read the word kingdom and we think what we know kingdom to be, like the the kingdoms, like the um, the monarchies where you have a yeah. king and the, the territory is actually called the kingdom. But in the context of the New Testament, the kingdom, the word kingdom is not used to, to represent to represent territory, but actually to represent dominion. So you see the kingdom of God is the same as the dominion of God. 
the wow. dominion of God is in you, which is the Holy Spirit in you. Right? Okay. Uh-huh. Now, Following. Now, one of the things, again, this is a, um, our research actually showed that we are caught in the, in the, in the context of the Genesis narrative that the, the, that the Garden of Eden and I can't, we can't get into to, to, to this in, 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 in depth to actually show its nuances. Mm-hmm. But it's sufficient to say that the Garden of Eden, in according to the, in according to the, the um, to the perspectives of the ancient Hebrews, the Garden of Eden was really a reflection of the man's spirit. Which is why when he made his decision to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, he found himself outside of the garden, and because he was made the breath of God merged into dust, when he was living from the breath, the Garden of Eden flowed from his spirit. It was a reflection of his spirit, which is God's spirit, because that's God's breath. So if you're looking at the breath of life, then and the breath is spirit, then that breath of life is the spirit of life. And if it is God's breath, then the spirit that he has is God's spirit. So technically, the breath of life that he's breathing is the Holy Spirit, what we know as the Holy Spirit. And it's, and it's only refer, referred to as the Holy Spirit after he's put out of the garden because the, spirit of, the Holy Spirit means the spirit of holiness. And if you look at the um, holiness mean, meaning set up, being set apart, being mm-hmm. exclusive to God. And if you look at the prophets, the prophets actually says that Yahweh says, my name is holy, which means holy and Yahweh is the same. Right? Okay. Now, when you, if you look at coming back to the Garden of Eden, the, the, the presence of the Garden was actually a revelation of the man's spirit. When he made his decision to, to not live from the breath anymore, but to use the dust, the, fi- his, the five senses of his body, to pursue his validation, to pursue validation externally, he found himself in desert. That's because if you sow to the, if you sow to the dust, you reap dust. Yeah? So when God now when now God when God now um, saves his people from the hands of the Egyptians through Moses, Moses now builds the tabernacle, and because the man's spirit was the, the descendants of the Adam and the garden, they inherited that corruption. The spirit could not actually produce garden, and so what you see is that um, God through Moses builds the tabernacle as a physical model. Which is like a foreshadow of the spiritual reality. It's a shadow of the spiritual reality. A physical, a physical model of the garden, and Jerusalem represented the physical model of Eden. And to live in the garden, they had to be physically circumcised, which meant this, the, 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 the cutting off of the skin was symbolic of the removal of the skin that was placed on the man when he when he was put out of the garden because of his knowledge of good and evil. His subjective perspective of what is functional and dysfunctional by the using of his, by the use of his five senses. So for you to be circumcised meant that you had to abandon your own perspective of what is functional and dysfunctional and embrace the Torah, which was the book of the law of the Lord, the book of the principle of the self-existent, the book of Yahweh, which means you take on God's name and you use it and you use the Torah and, and the Torah is like your user's manual as to how to work out the original identity that was in the garden, which was Yahweh Elohim. So in other words, 
that in particular was was looked at being in the presence of God there. Again, the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit there was seen as heaven. When Jesus came, Jesus pretty much took the identity, the 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 the, the invalidation, the identity that the man took, that the man acquired by using his body, the dust, to find identity, and he nailed it back to the tree that he took it from. And Jesus restored the breath of life in all of humanity, which means the kingdom of God is now in you, as Jesus so, said. <laughs> so to answer the first question. That if uh -huh. if heaven is an afterlife reality, no, it is not. It's okay. Heaven so is not an afterlife reality. Heaven, let me just put it like this: heaven, if heaven is the garden and the garden was a reflection of the man's spirit, then heaven, living in heaven, is actually living from the realities of your breath, the holy breath in you, which is also which, known as the holy spirit in you. Which which is also known as the holy spirit in you, and by living from that. You, you in particular, establish heaven in the physicality. Okay. And this leads now to the next question. Is heaven a place? Well, if you understand that, then you'll understand that heaven in itself is not a, geograph a, geograph a geographical location. Mm -hmm. Heaven is a person. Just that like the kingdom of God is a person, which is the Holy Spirit. So if, you're living, you... if, you, mm -hmm. if you're walking in the Spirit... Then you're walking in heaven <laughs> right so, so what you're saying then in the bible old and new testament that the mentions of um so like the mention of the kingdom of god pretty much was like an indirect reference you mentioned just a few minutes ago that is is representing the authority or the dominion of god so you're saying that it was more like an, an um, alluding to that and not actually stating that it is something uh, physical. Exactly. Okay, so, just making so, sure I'm following the trend of thought here. Right. So the, the kingdom of God in particular is in you. It's saying heaven is in you. Right. Does that make sense? It makes and sense. That, so kingdom of God, heaven, the breath of life, all of, um, the Holy Spirit, all of these things are the same thing but actually identifying different functions of the same thing okay so for i know the next obvious question and i know we're actually getting close to the time here the now, next this, obvious th this by the way is just like the beginning of the layer because the context of that goes even deeper but we don't have enough time for that today <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> we don't so the next obvious question is based on what you're sharing there you mentioned um there's a lot of uncertainty also with respect to the new jerusalem so you're in simple words you're saying the new jerusalem is heaven which is the holy breath which is in us yes because the the, the actual in the old covenant the physical model was actually put in place so that god's people would live in garden again once they did what was necessary to be in the presence of god like that because okay. this because it, it could not be reflected it could not be a reality that was reflected from the spirit because of the corruption and gotcha. through and through jesus restoring that then the physical model is not necessary anymore all man is, needs to do is to actually come to the reality of christ in you and the realities of heaven will be realized 
when it's the realities of heaven you mean the actual manifestation of the same things that we are taught heaven is freedom from sickness and disease and exactly. peace, joy exactly. all these exactly. different things exactly which is coming back to living from the realities of the, the, the realities of your breath oh, yes. from the breath of life using that as your validation and living from what has been breathed into you Mm-hmm. Wow, what and, you're saying and, here is, is paradigm rocking, I must say. And and by the way, in sec- if if you want to actually take a look at that, you can look at Second Peter chapter one. That actually indicates that all of the promises of God in the Bible define your divine nature, which is what has been breathed into you. Hmm. So living from that, he says, helps you to escape the corruption of the world. And when he says corruption of the world, he's not talking about politics. He's talking about from the garden. <laughs> the right. corruption that came through the garden. <laughs> wow. Yeah. This, yeah so, uh, yes. It's go, awesome. ahead, go ahead. Actually, this, this actually puts a lot into perspective. I'm sure for our listeners, those who could relate to what we shared in the first half of this segment, feeling, you know, the uncertainties, probably experiencing even the anxiety that comes along with whether or not you're going to go to heaven and so on. I really hope that what you, what you have shared here brings a state of uh, peace into your hearts. Yeah. Knowing, uh, that, uh-huh. knowing that this is not something that you need to attain after death. If that was the case, then we should all be excited to die. <laughs> Just being logical, right? Let, let's, be, let's be real, right? Let's be real. <laughs> and, and God, Jesus, everything you read in the Bible is about life, which means that we are not supposed to be excited to die. That is contrary to what we see in the Bible, contrary to the scriptures and the reality and, of heaven. And, and there's one thing in particular that I would actually like to add to that for consideration. And mm-hmm. uh, again, we, we don't have enough time to unpack this. But if you go to Revelation chapter 21 in particular, you see that the, the New Jerusalem, which is pretty much a reference to the garden, if you understand the, the, the linking of what, what, Moses, what was done through Moses and the borrowing the terms of the old covenant to actually refer to the garden again, then and you see the, the presence of the trees of life in the garden and so on then what you're really looking at is when it comes down from heaven it, it actually parallels the new jerusalem the city of god with the holy spirit because the holy spirit descending out of heaven and the and the voice from the throne said see god now dwells with man uh-huh. the context of that is taken from the garden of eden which means when man was actually when the breath, when the spirit of God was fun- fully functioning in man prior to his decision to to to, to based on invalidation and pursuing pursuing validation external of himself, man was actually functioning functioning from the realities of his breath, what God has breathed into him, and because he functioned from that, he didn't see the earth as a thing. He saw the presence of the spirit of God in all the earth. Yeah. But because of his corruption. He began to actually interface with the earth as though the earth was a thing, which meant that he had to sweat by the he had to, to, to eat by the sweat of his brow. And what we see in Revelation in particular is the restoration of the spirit of God in man. And pay attention, it also means that the spirit of the, the garden is actually also very present in the earth by the presence of the Holy Spirit. And just like and just as in the garden, if you continue to live from your from, from your five senses, which is what Paul is trying to move you away from when he says that we walk by faith and not by sight, 
if you continue to walk by the five senses and interface with the earth as though it's a thing then you're actually going to be living outside the realities of the kingdom but if you're actually functioning from the realities of the spirit in you mm -hmm. then you know that you, you would not be interfacing with the creation and the earth as a thing but interfacing just like in the garden where you see the presence of god the person of god in all of the universe on all of in, in all of the earth and and interfacing with the spirit uh, from spirit to spirit interfacing with and seeing the spirit of god in all things is actually where you begin to function from the realities of heaven wow this is amazing yeah, so does, does that make sense it in a nutshell it does and if it really if it doesn't for those who are hearing this for the first time and you want to get some context because i know zane kind of had to speak truth um because of the time be yeah. free to connect with us um through the community and let's make heaven your reality so in other words heaven is not an afterlife reality it is the it is the it is this kingdom of god in you it's this holy spirit in you and living from the spirit living in the spirit is living in heaven living from the realities of the spirit so it's something that you live now eternal life is something that you have now what the apostles message is is awakened to christ in you awakened to the breath of life in you again and abandon using your your five senses your, your dust to find validation father has validated you the presence of the spirit and what we do at the institute is simply we have identified what that looks like and what the framework looks like to live from your breath in different areas of your life so that you can actually begin to experience heaven right here because that is what it is and if you look at paul's letters ephesians colossians he speaks about you being blessed by the father and, and receiving all spiritual blessings in heaven which means he's not he's not referring to the earth anymore as heaven because he identifies the presence of the spirit of god in heaven and earth as jesus as jesus has actually restored it so he's living on earth but to him is not earth anymore because he does not interface with creation through the dust as a thing he's interfacing with all of creation as the presence of god in all things food for that's thought a yes indeed that's a lovely way to to um to leave us thinking and pondering <laughs> yeah walking in the spirit walking in heaven so this is rebootable local perspective the one and most unique radio talk show where we pretty much identify the misguided westernized perspectives and begin to view the scriptures through the lens of the ancient hebrew of, 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 of the ancient hebrews to give context to this marvelous text that you may have been misunderstanding with regards to the realities of, of what jesus has done for you now i am your host daniel for you the christ Mythologist, and i am lady katsura your christ mentor we encourage you to push the power button on the hard drive with spiritual and scriptural understanding of the spiritual and scriptural realities and reboot the biblical perspective once again we encourage you to get in contact with us you can find us on 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 facebook at life mindset mentors the facebook group or our facebook page zane k Kitura international institute of pneumatology or get in contact with us via our youtube channel which is zki zki or zki international institute of pneumatology we would love to hear from you 
And if you would like to hear more on this topic in particular, join our Facebook community, Life Mindset Mentors. Ask the questions. We are always there present and we are there answering your questions as they come up one in, in, in real time. Yeah, so blessings and much love. See you all next. For those of you joining us on Kingdom Purpose TV and Radio, you can join us next Wednesday at 5 p.m. EST. Same time, same channel. Boom. So just to just just to respond to our Facebook community, we just seen some, some some questions here on Facebook. So I'm just scrolling up. I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us. To our holy sister Monica Poyton, blessings and much love. Thank you. Your presence is always appreciated. Tonya Woodkey joining us also. That's Canada in the house. Those two people. Yeah, our holy sister Loretta Finley. Thank you for for your presence also. Um, we also seeing our holy brother Thomas Kweku Asford. All right, he actually says he actually asked a question. Well, I, I'll get to your question in just now, brother. Let me finish. Acknowledge everybody here. Um, we also see Chantel Ziegler. If I'm if I am kind of pronouncing your name correctly, thank you for joining us today. Our precious sister Patty Sutton joining us also. Always a pleasure to to, 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 to have your radiant presence with his sister. And to just respond to our holy brother Thomas here, he says, kindly help to distinguish between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. Um, that in particular is very much is very much um related to two things, but is actually two two aspects of the same thing and two aspects of the spirit of God. So the kingdom of God is referred to as as I mentioned in the in the segment. In, in the segment earlier, um, the kingdom of God is in reference to not a physical ge geography as we know kingdom to be, like the domain of the king, but actually the dominion of God. So when we say the kingdom of God, we're referring to the dominion of God. The dominion of God is in you. Jesus actually refers to the kingdom of heaven, which in this case will be, do will be, will be the dominion of heaven. Now, in the context in that context, Holy Brother, and, and I encourage you to sit down and listen to this one, right? Sit down and buckle up to this. <laughs> in the context of heaven, the context of heaven is actually taken from the Genesis narrative. Um, the context of heaven here is in, in, is in reference to the atmosphere that is based wholly and solely on God's perspective and God's promises. So in other words, living from um, living from living from the realities of the breath in particular is living from the promises of God, and that in particular would be considered the atmosphere of heaven. Right? As a matter of fact, it is not, it is unknown in the Westernized community that. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth was in reference to not only God in heaven and earth, but the man 
was created heaven and earth. He's also he was also called heaven and earth, being which is which is reflected in the New Testament with Jesus being referred to as heaven and earth also. Right? Reconciling all things in heaven and 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 on earth. Which means heaven is actually in reference to living in the realities where the promises of God are the only realities. That's the atmosphere where the promises of God are pretty much the rules of that atmosphere. And if we're living and walking from the Spirit, what we're doing is living and walking in the realities where the presence of God, sorry, the promises of God, the promises of God are the laws of your, of your, let's put it lightly here, as the laws of the universe that you're walking in. So you can look at it as the laws that take place in the presence of God is not are not the laws that govern the are not the laws that govern sorry the laws the promises of God being the laws of the presence of God or, or that atmosphere where the presence of, where, where, where the presence of God pretty much are defined by the promises of God is different from living on the earth as though it is a thing and you are subject to the natural laws of physics which is why when jesus is walking in the spirit he's walking by the laws of the promises of god and he can actually walk on water because it is actually a realm that you're walking in when you're actually walking from the realities of what of your divine nature i hope that answers your question so, so that is what heaven is referring to so in other words the kingdom of heaven would be the dominion of that atmosphere which is the atmosphere is not a thing the atmosphere is the person of the holy spirit so it's the same thing they're referring to just different aspects of the same thing right where whilst the kingdom of god is the dominion of elohim which is another aspect of the same thing where you have the dominion of authority right elohim means authority and power i want to sing courtney our holy sister courtney is actually joining us blessings and much love courtney awesome to see you here um we also see here she says hi there i was listening on youtube how can someone be resurrected if they don't go anywhere you see maybe your your definition of resurrection is involved it actually involves you pulling someone back from a location when resurrection in the in the new testament is a translation is resurrection is, is a translation of rousing someone from sleep not that you're pulling them up not that they're pulling them back from a particular location but that you're rousing them from sleep and in the context of the genesis narrative resurrection is simply replenishing which is why jesus said i am the resurrection and the life resurrection is replenishing the body with life or with the breath of life for the body for the for, for 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 life well for the person to live again or to continue living yeah <laughs> to put it like that so it is not not the, not not the definition that you are pulling someone back from a location because it is commonly taught like that where the person spirit goes somewhere and you call back the person spirit that is not the scriptural context it's very westernized but the context of resurrection in particular is pretty much rousing the person from sleep which is resurrection and life filling the body with life again yeah nice hey our holy brother telvin jeffries 
Shout out to Mr. Jeffries and Dr. Jeffries, sir. <laughs> Get ready, you're going quiet that way. What's going on? <laughs> no, I was actually listening to you, Jeffrey. I was actually listening. <laughs> Yeah, man. So, we want to thank each and every one of you for joining us here today. If you have any questions, feel free to throw your, to, to put your questions in here. Drop your questions there. We can spend the next five minutes just responding to those questions. If anything that we said today was a bit far out of the grasp of your paradigm, we are available here to answer those questions. Yeah. Is there an afterlife? Okay. Yes, there is. Yes, you can say that there's an afterlife, but to say afterlife would be very much um, to say afterlife here would be very much misleading because the context of the word afterlife, the undertones that come with the word afterlife in our westernized perspective is that you live, you leave here to go on to live in a different world and just be happy. Where Paul's definition is to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord, which means there is no afterlife. It's just continuous life. If you choose to leave the body, if and when you choose to leave the body, you pretty much go back to God. So not really an afterlife in the way it was taught, but whether you're in the body or not, you are alive. I hope that answers your question and, and, and that does not confuse confuse the paradigm that you may have asked that question from some yeah. good questions coming in yeah man that is the kind of questions we're looking for let's 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 put this thing out on the table and iron all the wrinkles <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right all oh, this is the monica says jesus set up jesus but she's only sleeping yeah yeah that is the best place yeah life all right so heaven is now start living it right, stop one of the biggest i think um this is just me speaking from the sincerity of my heart here i think one of the biggest travesties that we have had in light of the research that that we have had and what has come to light in the research i think one of the biggest travesties that we've had is that what has been given to you through what jesus has done has been taught in a way where you are pretty much you have put it off to the future now the funny thing about putting something off to the future or waiting to experience what 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 jesus has done in the future is that the moment that you put it in the future indirectly you have actually you have actually robbed yourself of the experience of it now so true which means putting it in the future means that you are outside of what jesus does has done now now if you give that thought if you give that thought in particular um if you give that thought then you'd realize that what jesus has done on the cross if you're looking at it as a as future technically if what jesus has done on the cross is categorized as heaven and you have made it a futurist perspective then technically what you're saying is that right now you are living in hell hmm. i wanted to give this thought this is what you're really saying that right now you're living in hell and it's very funny because if you acknowledge that the holy spirit is in you right now then technically you're saying that you're living in hell 
spirit filled. How does that work? <laughs> that sounds crazy. It's a mad concept, right? Yeah. You inhale with God's spirit, waiting to experience heaven. Think about that. Just think about that. All right? Um, our Holy Sister Monica also says, our Holy Sister Loretta says that is the best place. All right? Um, all Holy Sister Monica actually says, re-afterlife. So is that why you, we are aware of cloud of witnesses with us? All right? So that in particular, Holy Sister, is also very much misinterpreted in the Westernized Christian community. Well, I, you know, I should, I should start a segment on non-Westernized. Just put in non-Westernized. But everything we had to re- redefine to the scriptural perspective. Eh? <laughs> so, the cloud of witnesses is actually not what we were taught. Because we were taught it from the perspective that possibly that there is a cloud. And these people who are in the Old Testament were living in the cloud. The cloud of witnesses is actually a scriptural reference to the cloud of Noah where now you have to read that is actually taken from Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 which is a continuation of Hebrews chapter 11 and Hebrews chapter 11 is actually a demonstration of everybody who actually walked and lived as testimonies of what God's of, of, um, of the veracity of what God says so pay attention to this, right? Everybody in chapter 11 is listed as testimonies to the veracity. When I say the veracity, as testimonies to say that what God says is true and real. And so they had a lot of supernatural occurrences to verify and to and to, to, to show that what God says, his promises are the laws, are like laws. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 in particular is a reference to God's, to the reference um, to God's, to what God told Noah. You'll have to go right back to where that is mentioned because as per usual, where these things are mentioned in scriptures, where it's, where it's mentioned, is it gets its definition and the New Testament authors are really alluding to the definition in the Torah, the definition that is given to it in the Torah. And the cloud there in particular is actually in reference to the rainbow in the clouds. And the rainbow in particular was actually a symbol of the covenant in the clouds. What the author of Hebrews has done is actually interchanged the, the rainbow and the, and the people in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 to say that they are like the rainbow that testify of the veracity of God's covenant and what God has said to be true. I hope that actually makes sense. So it's not what we have been taught that this is a cloud in particular, somewhere these people present, but that these guys that you're looking at there, just like the rainbow is in the cloud as the sign of the veracity of what God says. So the people in Hebrews 11 are called the cloud of witnesses because they also demonstrate the ver- or, or they are like the signs or the demonstrations of the veracity of what God says that his covenant is sure and true and real yes I, I hope that makes sense to you and I hope that answers your question there um let's see all oh, this is the says when people have shared about trips to heaven does that mean they have made it up in their mind 
Okay, so in the context of the Bible, Holy Sister, whatever you believe to be true, your thoughts in particular create your own garden. And therefore, lightly put it, very lightly put it, because it will take some time to unpack that in its nuances, but I'm not going to do that. So, so to lightly put it, whatever you believe, you, you are creating your garden from whatever you hold to be true. And therefore, most people who actually have this idea is that they, they take a trip to heaven is because most of those concepts actually take place within the Christianized community that have been taught that. And because they hold that to be true, that is their experience. Yeah, I myself have actually had experience, um, had, had, I've had experiences and dreams where I had the same experience. And when my mind, when, my, when I realized what was the context of heaven, now I don't have dreams like that anymore. I have dreams where I, I now experience dreams and vivid dreams and visions where I am in heaven and functioning in heaven. Mm-hmm. So, like, when the first time in particular, and I'll just share this here, the first time in particular that I came to the realization that heaven is here. And the what we call an earth, the planet in particular, we, we call it planet because we treat the planet like a thing. But the presence of God in the planet makes the planet like the body of the person. Just like your breath is in your body, the wind in the scriptures is like the, 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 the biblical authors refer to the wind as the breath of God in the earth, which is like the breath of God being the person of God. And the first time I actually came to the realization that the heaven in, heaven in particular is here and that for the sons of God, we don't live on earth anymore. We live in heaven because we interface with the post of the spirit in the earth and the post of the spirit is heaven. I remember I had a dream where, no, I wasn't too sure what I actually came to, uh, when the research got to that point when I realized that this is the case. This is, what he, well, this is what the context was. I had a dream where I literally was shouting for joy in the dream that I, that I am in heaven, that, that we are in heaven now. And then, things started to disappear and appear all over the place like a washing machine i remember in my previous residence it, it actually just appeared and disappeared and and, and and disappeared again and reappeared at a different location showing how living in heaven is actually living in the awareness of the presence of god in all the earth right yeah so again your dreams here in this case and your these experiences are based on what you hold to be true according mm-hmm. to the genesis narrative Whatever you hold to be true, that is what you're using to create your garden. And that will be your experience. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. So I hope that makes sense to Yeah. So I hope that makes sense to you, Holy Sister Loretta. Um I think I think that's the that's it, that's the that's the end of the questions there, yeah? Yeah. Any other questions we could um all right. Okay, Holy Brother Telvin says in in Corinthians chapter one was one first Corinthians six okay, okay, sixteen. All right. Says certain folks can't inherit this can't inherit this kingdom. Is this because they are living as dust? Yes, sir. Well said. Well deducted. Or do I have the proper understanding of this perspective? Or do I have the proper yes, you have the proper understanding of this perspective, sir. <laughs> You have it on you have it on well because they're actually living from the dust and because they're living from the dust inheriting there would mean that they're not actually living in the in in what has been given to them 
that living in the inheritance, and the inheritance is the, is, is, is the breath. So that is the context. Dusty living, none of that. Which is the same thing that the, that the apostle says in a different, in, I think in, 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 in Galatians, where he says, flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom. That's actually flesh and blood, dust. Living from the dust, five cents of the dust, is not living from the breath. So the kingdom is in the breath. So yes, you have it on... Yeah, but very, 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 very squarely, sir. Yeah. Um, Tanya says so good. Okay, okay. Living in heaven is the awareness of God living on earth. Correct. So living in heaven here would be so just to be a little more technical, just let me allow me to get a little more technical here. So the context in particular, and I was just speaking with this, speaking about this yesterday, uh, amongst the circle of the master mentors. So you get an insight into what what was going on in Master Mentors, right? <laughs> so what I was actually I'm really explaining, and just to give you some insight in particular, is in the garden narrative in particular, what you see is man is actually breath into dust, and so he's living from the breath, and because he's living from the breath, he sees everything from the perspective of the breath, which means he does not see things. He sees the breath of God in all things because he's living from the breath and therefore his lens is the breath. Right? Which means that when he's speaking to Father, he's not speaking to, he's not interfacing with the earth as a thing or the clouds and the sun as things. He's actually interfacing with it as just as his body makes, just as his body is, um, is the body of his spirit the creation and the planet Earth is the body of Father's spirit. So he does not treat the planet as a thing. He, pre- he treats it like a person because the, the breath of Father fills it. That person in particular is actually what is called heaven in the narrative. Right? As a matter of fact, when Genesis, as I mentioned earlier on, Genesis chapter 1 says, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. It was not only specific to the rearranging of the actual, what we will call the planet, what is what they call heaven and earth, the elements, but the man being created is actually referred to as heaven and earth. Heaven is his breath, the, the body, earth. So living in heaven is actually living from the, from, the, from the realities of the breath. And so in the garden narrative, he is living in heaven because he is heaven, he is actually, heaven is the person. Not a location or a geography, it is the person of the spirit. And so instead of interfacing with the earth as earth as a thing, which took place when he switched from breath to dust, he was seeing everything as dust. Because he's living from the dust, he sees everything as dust. Whereas before he was before he made a decision, he was living from the breath and therefore sees everything as the breath in everything. And so interfacing with it with um with the spirit in particular would be like the person of the of the creation the person of the universe the person of the earth that is where he's actually living in heaven so heaven is the person and interfacing with the person is inter- is actually living in heaven does that make sense or, or was that too did i overuse yeah. the word heaven there <laughs> you're asking me <laughs> Oh, no, tall, tall, this is the Monica, but does that make sense oh. to you too? Or, well, or that I... was in the discussion last night, so. <laughs> right, right. Heaven is the person. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. The breath. 
heaven is the person of the spirit. So if to live in heaven, then you want to interface with the person of the spirit of in the earth. You know, and this is also seen in the Old Testament when it says it refers to, to God's name in all the earth. The name is the presence. Yeah? God's name in all the earth. The name is the presence. The presence is the spirit. That's God's spirit in all the earth. Name, presence, spirit, one and the same thing. Yeah, just different definitions of that. Thank you. So, okay, so Tevin says, all right, Monica says, yes. Nice. Tevin says, thank, thank you. Also helps me understand to seek the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. Uh-huh. Because the things come out of heaven, the place where you are, and from the riches of heaven, which you are in, in Christ. Yes, 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 yes. Five stars there. Five stars there, Dr. Jeffrey. Five stars. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Awesome, awesome. All right, so. I think we answered all the questions there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we you answer all the questions, can we get an email? Can we get an email? <laughs> Let's get some church up in here. <laughs> all right. All right. I didn't see no amen yet. So, all right. I'm now seeing the amens here. Now. <laughs> amen. All right. Nicely. Nicely. All right. So very soon in particular, um, very soon though, we would actually be opening up the live. Oh, Holy Sister Courtney says, hallelujah. That's what he's saying. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. Oh, Holy Brother Thomas says, amen. All right. Amen. Amen. Nicely. So I would like to thank each and every one of you for taking the time out of your day to join us. And to speak with us, to ask your questions. We, I hope that all of these questions were answered satisfactorily and that God don't need no matches. Fire by him, fire himself. That is what we're talking about, brother. That is what we're talking about. <laughs> that is the fire. He is the fire. He's the existence of the fire. You have to make matches out of him. Any no matches. Amen. 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 <laughs> All right. So, yes, as I was saying, I want to thank you to every one of you for taking the time to actually join us here today from our Holy Sister Courtney, our Holy Sister Monica, our Holy Brother Telvin, our Holy Brother Thomas, our Holy Sister Tanya, Holy Sister Loretta, our Holy Sister Patty. Um, did I miss anybody there? I think there was one more person here that I mentioned a while ago that was, I think, Ziegler. Right, and our Holy Sister Chantel Ziegler. Right, so I have everybody there other than Katura. So, yet again, thank you all for your great and precious time. This is Zane El Fuego in the house with Lady Katura. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Ketura, get my show to before you know that. Blessings and much love to everybody. Looking forward to seeing you guys next week on our next segment of Reboot Your Biblical Perspective live on KPTV Radio. 
Right, so we look forward. Well, we signed out from KPTV at 659 or 559, which is our particular time slot. So, this is actually for our lovely community that we're doing this here. So, this is Zane El Fuego with Lady Keturah at the evening hour. <laughs> Join us next Wednesday at 5 p.m. EST for Reboot Your Biblical Perspective, where we blow your mind. That's my radio voice. I practice in there. <laughs> <laughs> You got to turn it down. You got in there. You got in there. You got in there. Well, um, look what he's saying hi to you. Yeah, no message. No. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. So, over and out, guys. Much love. Right. Much... Blessings and much love, holy siblings. And um, for those of you who are actually in the Life Mindset Mentors, if you're not there, get there now. And tonight at 8 p.m. Saying you okay, of course, man. We bring in all the we bring in all the really announcer with them. The holy really announcer that is. That is the God announcer in there. <laughs> right? According in according to um this is actually according to a, a a term that Courtney coined. She she calls she says Godding. So this is actually Zane Godding as a really announcer right now. <laughs> Right. Um, for those of you not in Life Mindset Mentors Group, please feel free to join Life Mindset Mentors Group at 8 p.m. EST. I'll be going live to actually speak about hindrances to healing. Last week, Wednesday, we spoke about um, the foundation of healing. If you have not heard it, get to Life Mindset Mentors. Every one of you listening to this and will be listening to this, get to Life Mindset Mentors. We are actually presenting this information from the research that we have done at the Institute and through hundreds of experiments that has actually helped us identify these things so get to life mindset mentors we just last week we spoke about the foundation to healing and um tonight we'll be speaking about literally we'll be speaking about um the hindrances to healing so come with your with your with your pen and your paper and let's talk about that all right see you all for those of you who've actually taken on that Oh, good. I've been horizontal all day. All right. Let's fix that problem. Yeah. All right. So, blessings and much love, holy siblings. And we see each all. We see you all on the radio broadcast next week, Wednesday, 5 p.m. EST.